Okay. They should have had a nace also during the time of Ezra, just like they had the Yardin split in the time of Yeshua, just like the walls of Yericho fell during the times of Yeshua, the people during the second Biyat, during the second coming back to Eretz Yisrael from Galus Bavel, when Korah shut them back and they were led by Ezra, the reason why they were not Roy, they were not worthy to have Nisim when they came back with Ezra, Shigara Machet. Because a Chet happened. Let, let's see. So, so let's discuss right now. Great question. So, a couple things here. First of all, if you look at Daf Zion, turn to Daf Zion for a second. This is a question that the Rambam deals with. If you look up um, five lines from the bottom, Zion and Aleph. One, two, three, four, five. The last five words on the line. I'm Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Yosi. Any word, any statement, any declaration, any promise that comes out of the word mouth of a Kadosh Baruch Hu, the Tova, and it's a positive connotation, it is a positive nevuah, even if it's contingent on a certain event happening or behavior, Kadosh Baruch Hu is never chozer from that. Asks the Rambam, if that's the case, what did Yaakov have to fear? If he says, I'm never going to leave you. Why Vayira Yaakov? We just see in three daf later that any time a Kaddish Baruch Hu makes a prediction or a promise for the good, it will always happen even if it's al tonight. Even if it's on a tonight, it's always going to happen. So what do you mean Shema Yigram Achet? Yaakov was afraid that, uh, that I might do a, a chet. It doesn't matter. We just say that's always... The Rambam says something fascinating. The Rambam in his Akdama, the Parish Mishnaya, says as follows. He says, and listen to the statement, because we're going to bring something else based on this from Az Yashir, what we just mentioned. He says, the whole, when Kaddish Baruch Hu says something, and it always is going to occur, it's always going to come to fruition and play out, <clears throat> that's referring to where he told it to a Navi, and the Navi is going to say it to the masses. Shema Tibachin Navi. It has to come true. Because if the, the Novi was to go ahead and publicize it to the masses and it wouldn't come true, then the veracity and the authenticity of the Novi would be suspect. If he just tells someone in private, like he did to Yaakov, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu can be, Kibiyachal can renege on it. Right? Because there's only one individual. This promise, this nevuah, was a chalom to Yaakov. It was a private message. It was a direct message to Yaakov on his cell phone that you don't have to worry about it. So the masses never knew about it. So Hashem Yigum Achet, if Yaakov were to do a chet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu could theoretically be chozer about. But the Gemara Daf Zion that says HaKadosh Baruch Hu is never chozer, that's only once it goes into the public. Once it goes into the public, then if it wouldn't happen after the Navi said it, no one would trust the Navi anymore. So it doesn't matter whether it's going to influence the public. Correct. If they don't know about it, then the whole reason the Rambam says Hashem is going to be tested. If he's going to be tested and it doesn't come true, then the next time he gives him a nevuah, they're not going to listen to him. So now, let's see. This is interesting. First of all, the Rambam just says, parenthetically, by the way, there used to be three thoughts, three schools of thought, who can attain nevuah? The Rambam says the first thought was, the school of thought was the hamonam, the masses. The masses thought anyone can attain the status of a navi. Rambam dismisses that categorically. 
Then he says the scholars, the intellectuals believe that if you perfect yourselves, by definition, you are now eligible and will become a Navi. He categorically, categorically denies that as well and rejects that. The third approach, says the Rambam, is the correct approach. You have to perfect yourself, but not perfect, but you have to elevate yourself and improve yourself. That makes you a candidate for Navuah, but not a guarantee to get Navuah. And his right that you don't have to be perfect is from Yaakov. Yaakov, says the Rambam, got Navuah, but he showed a lack of bitachon here. So it shows he wasn't perfect. When he says, Vayira Yaakov Ma'od, he became very fearful of his interaction with Lavan and Esav, showed that he was not 100% a mamin. Again, for us to say that is, is, is hard to say. But this is the Rambam talking. That again, even the Rambam, but he wants to say that Yaakov is not a tzaddik halavai. We should be one one millionth of what Yaakov was. <clears throat> but the Fimadre Gosso, according to right, Moshe did one Avera, and for that he was punished. Right, he did one Avera. So in other words, you're, you're treated as far as your potential. Who is to determine who is the Navi? In other words, Akashbaruch speaks to you, you're a Navi. So, so only because Yaakov was in Yaakov's level, again, far be it from us, right? But again, only because Yaakov was Yaakov, he's, he's, he's 1% of, or 0.01% of lack of Amuna shows the Rambam says that you could still be a Navi even if you're not perfect. Rashi doesn't doubt that it's They were worried about being Right, they, we were never for them to do Zdonos, right? Okay. Steve is saying that Rashi points out that nothing they're going to do something purposely Therefore, he says, If I only believed, and, it's, and, it's, and that's why it says that, um, that obviously something doing something unintentionally. This is very interesting. So if you look at the, um, the, the psukim that we just said, it says, Zubia Rishona, Zubia Shnia. And that Gemara says, because of Shema Yigra Machet, the second bia of coming to Eretz Yisrael, the second coming to Eretz Yisrael, time of Ezra and Nehemiah, they were not Zohar to Nisim. <clears throat> what was, Ayal asked, what was the Avera? So the Gemara in Yuma Daf Tess describes that Reish Lakish was swimming in the Yardin, in the Jordan, and comes along, I forgot who the, uh, let me tell you who the Rav was, um, Rabbi Barachana extends a hand to get him out of the lake, get him out of the river. And he says, get away, I hate you Babylonians. This is Rish Lakish talking. I hate you Babylonians. Because of you, we don't have the Ashura Sashchina the way we're supposed to. They're talking about now during the second base of Mekdash. Why? Because the Gemara says, the quotes of Pasuk there, had you come back like a Choma, had there been a mass exodus from Bavel, had you guys came in unison, one mass, that can never be, a, a, a wall is never subject to infestation and rot. But because you guys came back like a door, which is obviously much smaller than a wall, for the, that reason, we don't have Ashras HaShchina. We don't have the same level of Shechina today during the second Beis HaMikdash that we had during the first. The Marsha, and that daf says that was the Chet. That Bnei Yisrael only returned, I think it was like 10%, very, very small amount, 35,000 Yidin. They were davening Tisha B'Av and saying the Shebana Beis HaMikdash, and the Beis HaMikdash was rebuilt, and they still didn't come. <coughs> So that was the chait that they were not that they were not um, not zocher to. Now, what's interesting is that if you look at the 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 Meshachachar, Meir Simcha says as follows in Parshas Bishalach and that pasuk, he says very interesting. He says Ad Yavor Amcha Hashem Zubir Rishon, as the Gemara just says Ad Yavor. We say in Az Yashir Ad Yavor Amcha Hashem until your nation passes. This was during the first one. 
Perish the Parm Yishon Shaitei Hashem Gila Shechina V'Aron. You had the Aron, you had Gila Shechina, you had Shechina during the first one. So it says, Ad Yavor Amcha Hashem. What's noticeably absent from the second time? Ad Yavor Mzukanisa. The second Bia is referring to until your nation, your choir passes. It doesn't say Amcha, your nation. Because he says, Zubia Shechina, Shaisa below Aron, below Gila Shechina, Mishum Zeh, Zachar Ba Hashem. It doesn't say Amcha Hashem the second time. Meshachachma says, because the Ashras HaShchina was not as prevalent during the second, second coming. Because of this chait, Shem Agar Machet. So when we say this in Az Yashur every day, you should have this Gemara in mind. <clears throat> now, one last question. If, if we just said that any nevuah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives, and, it, and it's dispersed and distributed and publicized by Navi, it has to come true. Moshe said, Amzu, uh, Am Chashem, Moshe said that they're going to be Nisim for the second Biyah like they will be for the first Biyah to Eretz Yisrael. <clears throat> so how could it not come true? Rambam just said that if you go ahead and you publicize it, Moshe yelled it out on, on, on Shira Sayam. He yelled it out to all of B'nai Israel, just crossed, that the second, during the time of Ezra Nechemim, you're going to have Nisim like Yoshua was Zohar to. How did it not happen? It's a question on the Rambam. Right? The Lechem Mishnah's question. So he answers as follows beautifully. So this is, sorry, the Tzlach. The Tzlach was the uh, Rebbe Cheska Landel. lived between 1713 and 1793. He had a, a famous sefer we quoted, his, his magnum opus was the No Behuda we quoted earlier this week. It says that we are always mekil by, by So that's the, uh, that's the No Behuda. He wrote a piece on, on uh, Chumash called Tzlach, and that's the nickname. Tzion Nechama, his mother's name. No, Behuda, by the way, Behuda was his father's name. Then the, the piece that he did on the Chumash was after his mother. Then he did some on the Shulchanar called Dogo Mervava. Those are his three main, major works. He had other works as well. Anyway, the Tzlach says, <clears throat> he says, what's the whole reason we said that any time HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives an, uh, a promise, it can never be undone? It's when you give it to a Navi, Shemati Bachin, because if the, once it's distributed and it's, publicized on a mass scale, then it would give, decrease the, the credibility. The Navi would have no more street cred. But here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises Moshe Rabbeinu that B'nai Yisrael will always believe you. It's a Pasuk. They'll always believe in you. So because of Moshe's greatness, he's, his authenticity was never questioned and would never come into question, says the Tzlach. So for Moshe to go and say something, if the, Navi, if the Nevoah doesn't come true, it would not be damaging to his, to his uh, street cred. Okay? So the Israel didn't believe in him throughout the... Be, he says, right? Right. But that's just because of them, not so much a function of Moshe's lack. They, they were just... I mean, to, again, easy I'm for sure. us to say. I'm sure. Yeah, easy. Yeah, but they, they said that they're always going to believe in you, and I, I don't see that. Oh, that's, that's the promise. That's, that's the promise that the Avtachan Shabbat gives. It says, it's Lach. And therefore, since, it wasn't so much that they didn't believe Moshe. It was just that they were, as, as he said, Amche Arf. I mean, to go through the 10 Makos, to go through Kriyas Yamsuf, and then a day later say, we, we, we have no food. I mean, it's, it's hard. Cheta Egel, for example, right? Uh, he didn't come back <coughs> soon enough, so they, they wanted somebody else. They wanted another family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we also, just as an, as an aside, we think the Cheta Egel, Cheta Egel, only 3,000 people died. It wasn't like Baruch Hashem that the whole... It was 3,000 people that were killed, but yes, your point is well taken. Okay, next. So because Moshe already had that, uh, that uh, trust built in, it wasn't such a concern that if the uh, nevuah wouldn't come true, that they would uh, discredit him. Okay, weiter. 
Now, we also said, V'chachomim omran chatzos. So we said that the Chachomim, were, there were three shitas back in the Mishnah. When, until when can one say, until one can uh, say Marv and night. So we had a shitas of Lezer, who said until Sof Hashemur, until the end of the first uh, Hashemur, which was uh, until 10 o'clock on a perfect night. The Chachamim said until 12, and Rukham Leel said until uh, Allah Sashachar. Chachamim Keman, if you remember, we said, we're not sure what means. Doesn't mean when you go to sleep or the time that people are asleep. So Rabbi Lezer says, B'shach means when you're going to sleep, and therefore people go to sleep between 6 and 10. The Chachamim, sorry, Gamliel would say that it means while you're sleeping. Therefore, you can say Kriya Shema of Mariv until, until uh, Kriya Shema at night, until dawn. So where do the Chachamim hold? Because they hold until midnight. It's not, it's past 10 o'clock, but it's before 6 o'clock. So Chacham Kemat Sviyulu, Ik if they hold it like Rabbi Lezer, Sviyulu, Lemruku Rabbi Lezer, they should say, like Rabbi Lezer, they can only say until Chatzos. If they say, if they define B'Shach B'chaz going to sleep. But if they really hold like Rabbi Gamliel, that, that it means the time that one is sleeping, then let them say that you can say Kriyashma until Allah Shachar. So Gemara says, Really they hold like Rabbi Gamliel. That what? That it's really until the time of Allah, and therefore it's really until while you are sleeping, meaning not when you go to sleep, but they define B'Shach B'chaz laying down as when one is asleep until dawn, and the reason they say that one can only say Kriya Shema at night until Chatzos, in order to go ahead and to distance this person from being over and not saying Kriya Shema at night. The Gemara They built a fence for the Devraim. We're going to see what this means in a second. That a person should not come at night. And he'll say to himself, Let me go home. Let me go ahead and eat a little bit. I'll drink a little bit. I'll take a power nap. And I'll get up in two, three hours. And I will daven. And then I'll get up and daven. And daven. And obviously what's going to happen? Chotavtoshena. And what's going to happen is, he's going to go ahead and fall asleep, not wake up, not have the alarm clock. He doesn't have the kinor on top of his bed that the northern wind came and uh, served as an alarm clock. And he's going to sleep the whole night. What should a person do? If you come straight from work and the first place you go, you don't go home because you should be going to shul and presumably you were, they were going home while still light outside. So you had a few minutes before davening. Mariv imrogel likros kore. If you were would want to be maver sedra and do shnai mikra, go read read psukim. Imrogel lishnos shon. If you wanted to learn mishnayos, you want to learn gemara, learn. Vikare kriyashma mswal. Then you would read kriyashma, and then you would and daven. Vochal pisa mavarech, and then you go ahead and eat. Vechola over al divrei chachamim chayav misa. And anyone who was over on this would be chayav misa. So questions abound. Yeah, very. Very. So questions abound for this. First of all, so basically the Chachamim really, just to summarize, really agree uh, um, intrinsically with, with Rabbi Gamliel that one can go ahead and say Kriya Shema all night long, that B'Shach B'cha does not mean at the time when one goes to sleep, like Rabbi Eliezer, but rather when one is asleep until dawn, and that would be Shittas Rabbi Gamliel. And the reason they went and say until Chatzos is to make a siyag. What's the problem with it says siyag l'divrehem? Making a fence around their words. What's what's the fence around? Kriyashma. Kriyashma de Rabbanon de Raisa. 
Clearly, Doraisa. So what does it say? Siyog, they made a fence, Lidivrehem. It's not Divrehem. They made a fence, that's the Chatzos part, up until midnight. Siyog, Lidivrehem. It's not Lidivrehem. It's a Siyog, Divar Hashem. So, right? And everyone understand the question? So the two possibilities here. <clears throat> One is that really what they're referring to is that you're not allowed to go ahead and eat. They made a takana that one cannot go ahead and eat before Kriyashima, right? Well, if you have a mitzvah deraisa pending, you're not allowed to engage in everyday acts. Okay, we'll just finish with this. You're not allowed to engage in everyday acts. So maybe the, the referring to the devraim is the takana not to go ahead and eat. Or is it possibly the takana, another opinion is the takana to daven mariv. Right, because we know Arvis is Rishos, and we're gonna, this is next week's topic. We're going to be discussing this later on also, but we're discussing next week's uh, being Somech Gula Tefillah, fascinating stuff next week. <clears throat> Maybe this, the Devraim is referring to eating, davening Marv at night. So if you understand that it's eating, we just said that they don't really want a person to go home and eat a little bit, sleep a little bit. I'll say, I'll daven, I'll, I'll daven Marv in a few hours. Or I'll say Kriya in a few hours. But rather, go straight to Shul. Why, by the way, why do you go straight to Shul? Because we have a Pasuk, Vigisibo Yom Avalayla. You're really supposed to learn day and night. So to ensure, right, that Lo Yom Ashtozem Epicha, Vigisibo Yom Avalayla. In Yeshua, Parak Aleph, Pasuk it says, Vigisibo Yom Avalayla. So to tie the day and the night together. You should always be bookend your days in learning, in morning and night. So say a few Pasukim, even if it's a few minutes, make sure you do a little learning at night. It's a very, the biggest sod, learning at night. So we go, go to shul and learn at night. But, says the Chachamim, what if you say, I'm not going to eat tonight? If I'm not going to eat tonight, then I, I won't eat, and I'll say Kriya Shema at, 12 at 4 in the morning. No. Even if you're not going to eat, you still have to say Kriya Shema by, by midnight. So that's the Siyag Ledevrayim. Okay? All right, and last, the last line. <clears throat> and this is what Steve was saying. Chai Misa, do we really hold it every time you're, you're over... You're over on a drabon and you're chayiv misa. That's pretty strong, no? Why in every other place do we not say that one is chayiv misa if they over a divrei drabonon? But why over here do we say that they are chayiv misa? So Gemara says a couple possibilities very quickly. Because it's, we have to instill the fear of God in you, because shena is such a a, a powerful. Uh, enticing, enticement, especially after a long day of work, you're going to come back and be exhausted. So to counteract that, we have to come back, come down very harshly. Everyone's going to say, ideally, I'd love to take a power nap for an hour or two because we're exhausted, right? Especially in then, it was an agrarian, as he comes back from the office, come back from the sada, come back from the field. They were working all day, physical labor, and they were exhausted. So rather than to say, no, no, don't take it, we're going to fill the stare of God and fill, instill the fear of God in you and saying, if you go and you don't say Kriya Shema right away, or No, there's an opinion we're going to see later on next week, actually much more in Parak Dalit, that Arvis is a Rishos. Why is Arvis a Rishos? Because there was no carbon brought then, right? It's only the burning of the, of the innards, right? There was a carbon, there was no, no, no carbon brought at night. So Marv is an opinion that's Rishos. We don't paskin like it's Rishos. We'll have to see what Rishos means, the four possibilities, four or five possibilities. But in order to go ahead and to train us not to have that view that Marv is Rishos, that's optional, Yuchai Misa, if you, if you violate that, it's not talking about Shema, but it's talking about Arvis. So two possibilities, why here, Yuchai Misa. Have an amazing Shabbos, everybody.